All right, well, let's look at 2 Corinthians 10, verse 3. We're in a series called Refuting Negative Thoughts. And uh, we're going to continue what we talked about specifically last week, talking about the working of the Holy Spirit and the role of the Holy Spirit in in helping us to refute negative thoughts and helping us to um, think the way God would have us to think. Let's look at uh, this verse, 2 Corinthians 10, verse 3. It says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, that means natural, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. In the NIV it says, For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. We take, every cap- or we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Notice in verse 4 it says, The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power. So we're not doing this just, you know, it's not just self-help. We have divine help to do what we're talking about here. 2 Corinthians 10, verse 4 and 5, in the Amplified Classic, it says, For the weapons of our warfare are not physical weapons of flesh and blood, but they are mighty before God for the overthrow and destruction of strongholds. Inasmuch as we refute arguments and theories and reasonings and every proud and lofty thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God, and we lead every thought and purpose away captive into the obedience of Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One. So we have help to do this. In other words, this is not just um, us trying to think right on our own. Yes, it's the Word of God that we want to line our thoughts up. Yes, it's His truth, but you know you can try to do that in your own strength, just like you can with everything the Word says. But we're not just doing it in our own strength. We're not alone. It's not just, God's not telling us, well, you do it, you figure it out by your, somebody said, your moral muscle. It's not just, I'm going to do it by willpower, I'm going to get it done, well, I'm going to change my thoughts. Um... You know, sometimes you need a lot more. I would say all the time. Sometimes you just don't think you do. You need a lot more than just your willpower to really deal with things that have been there, especially if they've been there for a long time. You're dealing with stuff. That's why the Bible call it, talks about strongholds, things that have been built over time and, and thoughts. And, you know, there's so many things that we know what to do. It's the doing it that's not easy. You know, most people, you, you know, you don't need me to tell you, you know, what, for the most part, what you should eat, not eat, or what you should do to exercise. That's not the hard part. Schedule your time. It's not that you don't know a lot of times. Sometimes we do need help knowing what to do, of course, but even when you know, you need help doing it. Now, you do need help in knowing what to do for you. I'm not negating that part. But so if you know, yeah, I'm supposed to knock the thoughts down. Well, yeah. Um, okay, we can see what the word says. 
But you're not supposed to take it and go, okay, now I'm going to do that. Okay, thanks God for the instruction. Now, here we go. We're supposed to say, thank God for the instruction. Lord, help me. Help me to do this. Because it's one thing, okay, I know I'm not supposed to think on negative things. Well, again, most people know that. But when the thoughts are coming at you like a machine gun, and it feels overwhelming, and you don't see how you can get these things out of your mind, you need help. I need help. And the good news is there is divine help to, to do that. You don't have to just do it yourself. Well, I'm trying to figure out how. Because have you ever tried to do something like this where I'm trying not to think about that. I'm not supposed to think about that. I'm not supposed to. You know, you're meditating on it. You are absolutely thinking about it when you're trying. I'm not supposed to. No, you need something to replace it and something to help you go in a different direction. And just somebody telling you, well, stop thinking about it. That doesn't help. It's like you telling somebody to calm down when they're, they're worked up. That doesn't work. It does the opposite. The more you try to say, I'm not supposed to get away. Devil, stop, stop, stop. You're just, you're just talking to him. We need help. And we need to know that there is help. And the spirit of the living God, just like he is in all areas of the Christian walk, we're focusing on one thing. In in that sense, we're talking about a general truth. We're applying it in the context of, of this, of talking about thoughts. But he is available and he is powerful. And the more we meditate on who he is and how he's available to us, that displaces the other things. It helps us, and then we, we realize, wait a minute, I mean, the whole time, if we're trying to refute, 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 and he's, you know, if you're a Christian, he is there in you, but so many times we're not, we're not relying on that, we're trying to do it ourselves. when the power of God is resident on the inside of us to help us cut through any kind of problem, any kind of issue in this area, refute thoughts, show you how to think, show you how to get to the next part. Let's look at uh, John fourteen sixteen. We read this last week. We'll read a few of these verses that we read last week. John fourteen sixteen says, And I will pray the Father, and He will give you another helper. See, this is Jesus speaking. He's about to leave the earth. And He's saying, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray the Father. I'm going to ask the Father. He's going to give you another helper. That means another one just like. So He's saying, I'm leaving, but... There's going to be somebody to help you. He said, I'll give you, he, he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. He may stay with you forever. In the Amplified Classic, it says, I will ask the Father and he will give you another comforter. And then this brings out the different facets of what that word actually means. Um, the New King James says helper, and that's in there. This says, I will give you another comforter, which is a counselor a helper, an intercessor, an advocate, a strengthener, and standby. So he's all those things. And it says that he may remain with you forever. So the Holy Spirit that's with you, we talked about this some last week. He's a comforter, he's a counselor, he's a helper, he's an intercessor, he's an advocate, he's a strengthener, he's a standby. So what you need, he is. And he knows what you need already. In every situation, he's there. He knows. Let's look at uh, just a few verses down. Verse 25, John 14, 25 says, These things I have spoken to you while being present with you. 
But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He will teach you. He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. So He's going to teach you. He's going to help you. He's going to strengthen you. He's going to teach you all things. He's going to help you. So He'll help you in this area. Like I said, this is general. You can apply this in any area. The Holy Spirit is there to help you with anything you need help with. When we're talking about thoughts, we need sometimes help, all the time, help to, to fight this fight. It is a fight. It's the battlefield of the mind. We're, so many parts of the, the, the fight that we're in is not a fight with people. It's not a fight with the devil. The devil's been defeated. It's, a, it's mostly, it's a fight of faith. You're, you're fighting to stay in faith and to follow God. And one way this, with the devil, Satan, is going to hit you is with thoughts to try to disconnect you from God, disconnect you from your faith. Because if he can disconnect you from your faith and, and get you to stop believing, well, now that's your help. It's not that God isn't helping. He wants to do it, but if we disconnect from him... It ties his hands. Can you tie God's hands? Yes, you can. God is not going to do everything automatically in our lives. Otherwise, he would, everybody would get born again and we'd be out of here. It, tomorrow. It, we, why are we messing around? Why are we on earth? You, why we're on earth still is because there are people that are going to come into the kingdom of God that haven't come in. That's why. And as soon as that happens, where everybody that is going to come in under the current dismissation, the, this, the current um, time that we're in, the church age, as soon as they come in, that's going to be it. Jesus is going to appear and the church is out. Now there's going to be hell on earth. There, the gospel will still be preached. People will get born again, but you do not want to be on earth at that point. The church has been taken out. The church age is over at that point. And you have people that are going to come to the truth, but the world is full of darkness. And it's going to be horrible. That's why we're still here. If it were up to God, we'd be out of here. We'd be done. Everybody would bow their knee and we'd be done. But not everything is up to God. And there is a devil that tries to disconnect men and women. He tries to deceive them. And one of the ways he does that is with thoughts. To try to get you to disconnect as a Christian. And of course, people that don't believe God, keep them disconnected. If he can keep you away, keep you distracted, keep you with all these other thoughts, he'll do that your whole life. Now, if he can't do that, somebody becomes born again. Well, now he's going to go into lie mode about trying to get you to be ignorant of what what you have in as being a Christian in Christ Jesus, and he's going to try to lie to you about who God is to you, lie about what God is doing, and he's going to bring thoughts to, to um, accomplish that. He is fighting to disconnect you. Okay, so you got in the family of God. Next, So his, his, his original intent is keep people out of the family of God. If they get in, next thing is make you ineffective keep you in bondage, and make it so that you don't affect anybody. Well, a lot of it is your mind. What He comes with thoughts to try to deceive you, to try to get you off. Now, the Holy Spirit, He will teach you everything you need to know. The devil, and we're going to read some scripture here, He's trying to deceive you. He is lying. 
So when we talk about negative thoughts, anything that's truly negative, that's not, a, that's, that's not God's truth, it has its origins with the devil. Evil was found because the devil came on the scene. So the Holy Spirit, though, will lead you into all truth. So you have, this, have the devil, Satan, those thoughts are coming from somewhere, and you need to refute them. And it's subtle. It becomes muddy. See, the devil likes muddiness, confusion. He likes gray, because then it's hard to put your finger on it. Well, the Spirit of God will help you cut through that and put your finger on it and teach you truth when lies are coming at you. It says in... um, We just read in in John 14, um, 26... It says, the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. Then if we go to John 14, 16, back to what we read earlier, I want to read one part of that. It says, I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. Verse 17, the spirit of truth. The Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither uh, sees Him nor knows Him, but you know Him, for He dwells with you and will be in you. He is the Spirit of of truth. And then John 16, 13. Just the next verse there. Talking about the same thing. John 16, 13, it says, However, when He, the Spirit of truth, has come... He will guide you into all truth. So He will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on His own authority, but whatever He hears, He will speak, and He will tell you things to come. So the Spirit of God, He is going to lead you into all truth. Well, you need that when negative thoughts and lies are coming into your mind. Let's go to... um, we're going to skip down a little bit, a couple of verses. Let's go to John 8, verse 44, and then I think we'll come back up. John 8, verse 44. It says, you are of the father, your devil, not of, the, of the, your father, the devil. Jesus is talking to religious leaders at this point. We're going to, just going to read a few verses about the devil and the way he operates. But he's talking to the religious leaders, and they're, of course, very offended at this. They think, of course, they're holy and righteous, And he is cutting through all that and telling them the truth. And he says, you are of your father, the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of it. So he said, if you go back to the middle of that, he does not stand in truth because there is no truth in him. We just read the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. Here it's saying the devil, there's no truth in him. The enemy is going to try to bring lies to you. See, it says he is... There's no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of it. So you have a great um, contrast here. 
You have the Spirit of God, who is the Spirit of truth, and then you have the father of lies, the devil, where there's no truth. So the, the enemy is going to bring negative thoughts to you. Well, there is always going to be mixed in it lies in those negative thoughts. They're never going to be pure truth. They may have a, a, a part of truth in them, which is why it makes it harder to refute if you're just going in the natural. It makes it easier to accept because he'll say, you know it's true. He'll tell you something like about your future or about your kids, and you're looking at the current situation and looks true. And it's, it, that's how he convinces people to accept that. Accept it. See, it looks true. But it's a lie. If it's coming from the devil, now, if, it's, if it's negative, if it doesn't agree with the word of God, if it isn't, we're not going to read this tonight, but Philippians 4 you know, talks about everything that's true and all these other things, all these other descriptions. Basically, if it doesn't agree with the word of God and it's negative, brings depression, brings uh, turmoil, it's not from God. And if it's not from God, it has lies in it. It's not true. In other words, Satan doesn't bring you just a complete truth that's negative and say, this is what's going to happen. I mean, I'm a truth bearer. See, that's the way we take it sometimes is like, well, I mean, I like to refute that, but I, I mean, it, it's true. How would I do with that? It's not true. See, it's not based. It may look true, but that's not the whole counsel. It's not what God has said. It's not what his word says. It's not what's going to happen if the Holy Spirit of God is on the scene and we listen to him. In other words, it may look hopeless, but, it, but if you have the Holy Spirit by, you know, with you, the Spirit of Almighty God, the strengthener, the helper, the comforter, all these things, what Satan is painting is not actually true. It's like, look, at, you know, we've all seen tapes, you name it, of different sporting events. We can name some different ones that have happened the last few years in different sports where it looked hopeless. And if you were to show somebody a tape, you already know what's going to happen. You're going to show them. They may say, this is hopeless. There's no way. But there's not no way. You know how it turns out. Well, that's, the, that's exactly what the enemy would tell you. There's no way. Yeah, but. In our case, we have the Spirit of God to help us over, but also to help us with the battle in the mind. You say, I don't know how to get rid of these thoughts. I, that's why we have a helper. We have a counselor. We have a, a, a comforter that's going to show us what we need to focus. Of course, it's going to be the word. Of course, it's going to be truth. But sometimes, you know, you just in yourself go, yeah, I'm supposed to look at the word and it's just, you know, what part? The spirit of God will quicken it to you and show you your answer that'll cut through it and just chop the head right off that lie. Show you. He'll show you how to fight. He'll show you what to do. The devil, we need to establish and understand. I know we know what their heads, but we need to understand when those thoughts come, they're not the unvarnished truth. They're twisted. If you know that, now you can be on better ground to deal with the rest. If you take it as all these things, well, I guess I just have to accept it. You're already at a disadvantage. You're going to lose. 
You're taking as truth something that inherently the Word said, they're lies. And the Spirit of God will help you to decipher, well, wait a minute, that's a lie. And see, in and of yourself, of course you can put it up against the Word of God and generally that you're going to be victorious, but He'll help you cut through exactly how to, to go through and say, wait a minute, and put your finger on it so that you're able to come against so that you're able to identify clearly. Couple, uh, let's look, read Revelation 12, 9 just briefly. A couple verses here. It says, So the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old, called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. Who deceives the whole world. The devil deceives. That's what he does. We say that he said he's a liar. It, here it says... He deceives. In other places, like in Revelation, uh, it talks about him going out to deceive the whole nations. Eventually, he's going to be locked up for a thousand years, and immediately when he gets out, he's going to go back and he's going to start deceiving again. This is what he does. He's always... So when he's talking, he is deceiving. He's lying. So we need to know, wait a minute, the Spirit of God's going to help me to come against that and walk through it and to decipher and give you wisdom and give you help to do that. Let's go back to uh, 1 John 2, verse 24. If you can go back up on the sheet there. It says, Therefore let that abide in you which you heard from the beginning. If what you heard from the beginning abides in you, you also will abide in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise that He has promised us eternal life. Verse 26, These things I have written to you concerning those who try to deceive you. These things I have written to you concerning those who try to deceive you. So in, John, in, in 1 John, there's these people, there's Gnostic teachers, they're, they're talking about Jesus hasn't come in the flesh, all these things. And by the way, as a side thing, 1 John, all of it is in the Bible and supposed to be there, okay? Because there are teachings that, oh, the first chapter is not supposed to be there. It's to, that's just not true. It is all to Christians. If we're going to start picking apart the Bible and throwing it out, where do you stop? Okay? That's, a, that's, an, that's an errant teaching. So 1 John, the second chapter... It's saying, verse, verse 26, These things I have written to you concerning those who try to deceive you. Verse 27, But the anointing which you have received from Him abides in you, and you do not need that anyone teach you. But as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things, and is true, and not a lie, just as it was taught you, you will abide in Him. Now, there's a number of things I want to touch on here. But notice, it starts out, let's read verse 26. These things I have written to you concerning those who try to deceive you. What do we know about the devil? He's a deceiver. He's a liar. So if these people are trying to deceive, who are they motivated by? The devil. All lying is from, motivated by the devil. Lying is one of the worst things you can do. Because it, so the, there's the spirit of truth, the spirit of God. There's no deception in God whatsoever. With the devil, there's no truth in him. When we lie, 
We act like the devil. That's why it's so important. We teach our children, do not lie. You would rather the child tell you they did something horrible than lie to you. Because now it's not firm. Now it's not solid. That's acting like the devil, and that's a slippery slope. But notice, these people are saying, I've written to you some things concerning those. They'll try to deceive you. Well, who are they acting like? They're acting like the devil. So these people are trying to interject things that will deceive. Notice what it says next. Verse 27, But the anointing which you have received from him abides in you. This is the Spirit of God. The anointing. The Holy One. If you look at, we'll come back to this, but First John 2.20, just the next scripture. Um, this is just right before what it was talking about here. It says, but you have an anointing from the Holy One, and you know all things. The Holy One, the Spirit of God, the anointing will teach you and guide you. And that power, that anointing, that Spirit of God will help you in all the matters of life. And here it's saying, it's going, it abides in you. So if we go back to um, verse 27 in the last part, 1 John two twenty-seven, It says, but the anointing which you have received from him abides in you. So number one, he's in you. We read that earlier. We're going to read another uh, uh, a verse. 1 John 4, 4 says, the greater one dwells in you. He dwells in you. So he's not somewhere out there. The help is in you. But it said, the anointing which you have received from him abides in you. So he is there to help you. It says, and you do not need that anyone teach you. Now, he's talking in context about what he's saying here. These people are trying to deceive you, and you don't need anybody to teach you about how they're trying to deceive you. The Holy One, the anointing, will help you see the truth and cut through it. Now, they're, they're he's talking about these people trying to deceive you, to deceive them. But the spirit, of, or the, the devil, he's gonna, this is what he's doing when he's bringing negative thoughts. He's bringing deception. But the spirit of God, the anointing, is going to teach you in order to help you combat any deception. He will do the same thing. What he's saying here is, look, I'm teaching you. The Spirit of God in you is going to help you decipher what's true and not true. The Spirit of God will do that in all areas. When thoughts come, he'll help you to see. Now, this does not mean, uh, this is as a side thing. But look at it. It says, it says, you do not need that anyone teach you, but as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things and is true and is not a lie. And just as it is taught you, you will abide in him. So it says, you do not need that anyone should teach you. He's talking about in context this. This does not mean in general that you don't need anybody to teach you. Some people have brought this out and taken it out of its setting and said, see, we don't need anybody to teach us. We're self-sufficient. Don't need to go to church. We have everything we need. That would contradict many other scriptures. Why did God put, he said he put, pastors and teachers and evangelists and apostles and prophets in the church why to edify the church does that mean these people are better no they are positions and their anointings whereby god works and edifies and builds up what god didn't know what he was doing he he put teachers but we don't know we know everything see that's that, that contradicts scripture we need to take all scripture in context Compare it to, this, to itself. How do you interpret Scripture? You compare Scripture with Scripture. 
You can't just take something out and see. See, it says we don't need to, any teacher. He, he's saying you don't need somebody to teach you about this. They're trying to deceive you, but you got what you need. You'll cut through it if you look to the Holy One. That's what he's saying. Who is teaching them right now? John is writing them a letter to teach them. He is not saying you don't need a teacher. That's arrogance, it's pride, and it gets people off in the weeds. They think they can be just as good a Christian, just by themselves as they can. Well, I don't need to be a a part of a church. That's legalism. No, it's not. It's safety. You need to have somebody that can speak. We need to look to the Word and look to... It's not that you're looking to a man. See, people confuse things. Yeah, do people get off and elevate people? Yeah, but that's not what the Bible teaches The Bible doesn't teach that you elevate people, but there are positions in the body of Christ, and we do have honor. It's just like any other organization. You honor people, you don't elevate them, but God works that way. It's God that set things up. And so we we, uh, we, uh, agree with what he said, and when you're in a place and agreeing with him, and you're able... To be in the right setting, that's their safety there. Their strength there. And it's God doing the work. He just uses men and women to do it. So verse 27 says, But the anointing which you have received from him abides in you, and you do not need anyone that anyone teach you. Did we read in, in John, he had said, I will teach you the spirit of truth he will teach you and he will guide you into all truth so he'll guide you into the truth when you're getting peppered with lies in other words when deception tries to come at you the spirit of god's gonna help you to decipher to cut through to combat to think on the right things, he'll quicken truth to you. He'll help you to come contact with truth. Even that stuff that you haven't seen yourself, he can quicken the truth to you because he is in you and he will teach you. But with the more armed we are with the word of God, the better. But on the other hand, see, you say something like that, Satan's really quick to say, well, see, that's your problem. You just don't know enough, and then cut your legs out from underneath you. So you can't go into an extreme one way or the other. If you make it all about what you know, now you just set yourself up that your problem is you just don't know enough. And you'll always be trying to learn, always be, we should try to learn. We should know more of the Word. But that's one of the things that people have fallen into historically, when you talk about the word of faith or um, learning, you know, the teaching revival that happened is people go, well, that's all I got to do. I'm just going to learn, 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 learn. And they're trying to reach this pinnacle. But the thing is, it's like a mirage. It's always out there. You don't quite know enough. You always got to hear one more thing. Now, should we want to be hungry for the word? Of course we should. But it's Satan's smart. We don't elevate him, but he's been around for thousands of years. And so if he can get you into thinking, you just don't have it yet. You just don't have it yet. You just don't have it yet. Instead, I mean, what does the what does the Christian do that's been born again for one day? Well, they're just can't do anything. Well, yeah, they're they're growing up spiritually, but the Spirit of God is going to quicken them and help them if they'll follow the Lord and be humble where they're at. They're going to be able to be taken care of right there, because otherwise they're done right? 
You, you can't, if you think you always have to know everything, well, number one, you're not going to know everything. I'm not going to know everything on this earth. We're going to grow. We want to grow. But we have the Spirit of God dwelling on the inside to help us. Like Romans 8 says, when we don't know how we ought to pray, He helps us. When you don't know exactly how to move through a situation, thank God you have a helper. And I said this last week, He can lead you in line with the Word of God even when you don't know that specific word. In other words, you're growing, you're learning, but He can show you do this. And later you find out, oh, that's a verse. He was leading me in line with the Word, because He always will lead you in line with the Word. But, it, but you'll, you'll catch up later. He'll say, do this. Focus on this. And later you find out, wow, I, there's like eight verses about this. I didn't know that. But the Spirit of God will help you. Aren't you glad He helps us when we don't know everything? Because that's going to be the case our whole life. Bible says we see as through a glass darkly. That's not a, a bad statement. That's not disagreeing with the word of God. We're coming up, but we don't see the way God sees. We're coming up. We, we say that we're seeing clearer. We, we thank God for the revelation, but thank God the spirit of God will cut through and help you to combat. Even when you don't, you don't see everything yourself. He'll help you supernaturally. We read initially that we have supernatural weapons. Let's not dumb them down just to where it just becomes another set of, of information that we need to know, and it's another self-help thing. Let's look at the truth, that thank God for the truth, and thank God I have the Spirit of God living on the inside me that's going to quicken truth, and He's going to help me see, and He's going to help me get through at a level maybe, you know, my knowledge isn't there, it's growing, but thank God the Spirit of God, if I'll look to Him... It evens the playing field. He'll show me what to do. He'll help me to do it. Let's, look, let's close with 1 John 4, verse 1. Look at this, the way this says this. It says, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits. Whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. You know how much of this is going on right now? You know how much there is of this stuff right now? I don't spend time on YouTube looking at You just get a whiff of it. I don't look at it. I hear from different people. Uh, we were just talking about it this last weekend. There are so many things going on, people elevating themselves, people talking. Just because it says Christian, just because they throw a few names that you think you know, do not swallow. All the prophetic stuff, there's so much junk, guys. There is so much junk. Do not just swallow it. There are so many, there's so much stuff that's, that's, that's motivated by the devil. Uh, the people may be good, but they're off. They may have good intent, but they're off. And they, they're, not, they're not saying they're off. They're not repenting. They're not saying they missed it. They're wrong. They're not putting themselves under somebody. Not, again, what we're talking about is you've got to be able to be told you're wrong. If the word of God says you're wrong, but there's so much of this stuff and it's just going to increase because the devil is a liar and the devil was so full of pride that he thought he could take God out. And that's, that's a trademark attribute of, of how the devil lies to people. One of the things is he, he 
he elevates people. He, he pushes ministries up, says, look at this. It takes the focus off of Jesus and puts it on a person. And we're seeing people fall. And you're seeing people that are elevating, well, I, you know, I have this great revelation. Let me tell you something. Everything that is uh, to be known about the Word of God, it's the truth is already there. We should say the Word of God says this. If you hear somebody saying, I have a great revelation, all they're really saying in truth is that they found out something that was already there. Don't make it. See, when you start saying it's a revelation and it's a new revelation, you're on dangerous ground because what that sets people up is, is going, oh, nobody has this. And then if you know it, you're in a new club and you have this and nobody else does. Now, of course, we're, thank, we're thankful for the revelation of God's word. But what we should say is this was here. I didn't know it. Thank God I know it. And thank God I'm getting a hold of it. But this isn't oh, somebody came up with something. Do you hear that? Oh, we have a revelation nobody else has. We're just way beyond. Just, just look at it. There's a lot of elevation. There, there can be pride because that's how the devil, he, he pushes people up and he'll destroy them. Oh, yeah, you're, yeah, yeah, you're this till they can't handle it anymore and they fall and they take a bunch of people with them. Didn't intend on saying any of that, but... We'll move on. Verse, verse 1, Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits. No, look at this. Whether they are of God, but many false prophets have gone out into the world. You guys, it's not going to look like you think it's going to look, because if it were so obvious, everybody would know it. It's subtle. It's, it's twisty. It looks like it's right, but it's wrong. That's what deception is. Verse 2, by this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and is now already in the world. This is in the world. The spirit of Antichrist. It says, by this you know the Spirit of God, every spirit that confesses Jesus Christ, so those that make Jesus Christ the sinner. Those that don't, he's saying that those are the spirit of Antichrist. Well, how do you know things when we're talking about thoughts, things that come up? Well, does it elevate Jesus? Is it pure? Is it of the Word? The Spirit of God is going to help you to decipher and cut through. He's going to help you to see the truth. He's going to help you to see clearly. He's going to help you to be at peace. He's going to help you to see the truth in your situation so you can walk strong. He's not creating chaos. He's not creating confusion. He's not creating discord. He's not creating division. That's another thing. There's been so much division in the body of Christ. And when you see that, you have to say, why, what is causing that? What is the spirit behind it? Because God is not divisive. Anything that you see, any prophetic utterance, any prophecy, any so-called word that brings division into the body of Christ is not of God. Because it's supposed to edify and build up and bring people forward and point them to Jesus. Not divide that's Satan's tactic. 
Verse 4, you are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. The one that's in you is greater than any of the, 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 than the deceiver, anybody that would try to deceive, any thoughts that come. The Spirit of God is greater. So no matter what's coming at you, you have the ammo, you have the ability as a Christian to refute it and to walk through it in victory, period. God will show you. He'll bring you up. That's why it's important just to be, you know, when you talk about the mind and, and just be uh, humble about it and to be open to what the Word says and to see clearly that, wait, Lord, I mean, show me. Because the thing about being deceived is you wouldn't know you were deceived because if you knew you were deceived, you wouldn't be deceived. It's not like you can see, oh, I'm deceived. Well, then you're not deceived anymore. And that's what's subtle. You think you're right. In fact, the definition of deceive is to cause to think on things that aren't true. And that's what the devil does. He tries to get you to think on things that aren't true so that he can mess with you. Well, so we need the Spirit of God's help to cut through that so we can think on the right things. Lord, show me what's wrong. It can be, a, you know, show me. He, He's trying to tell me this. You know the thoughts are this. Show me the truth. And he'll quicken things to you. He'll help you. He'll help you to refute. He'll show you the right things. So you may be tempted to bite on the wrong thing and it's going to tear you down. And he'll show you, no, you believe this and it'll bring you through even though there's nothing in the natural that shows that. The Spirit of God will help us in our mind with thoughts. He is much greater than the devil. He is much, the one that's in us is much greater than the one that's in the world. The deceiver in the world is nothing compared to God. That's who we have inside of us, and that's who will help us to refute every evil thought, every evil attack, and we will be victorious every time. Just look to Him, look to the Word, and we'll go through.